This is part four of a series where I had the honor of hanging out with Denise Donahue, the mortgage nerd, and we are talking very openly and unscripted about the Dallas-Fort Worth area and what's happening in the real estate market. Hi everyone, if we haven't met yet, I'm Troy Sage, local realtor, and I'm dedicated to doing real estate differently. I am also the host of this podcast, Real Estate Talk. Now in this episode, Denise and I are going to discuss new construction. As a buyer, should you use an agent or not use an agent? Is there a difference? Do you get more incentives or less or the same exact thing if you go into new construction all on your own. We're also gonna talk about commissions. Who actually pays the commission, whether it's new construction or resale? And if you stay to the end, we're gonna to touch on another topic, this little tiny company you may have heard of called Zillow. So I've got a question for you, Troy. All right. Buyers ask me all the time, if I go look at a new construction home, is it smarter for me to not use a real estate agent or will I get a better deal because the builder won't pay a commission? That's a great question. <laughs> now you're really putting me on the spot, <laughs> right? not prepared for that. Okay, I was not prepared, but I'm ready now. Um, here's, what I, here's what I tell my buyers all the time. Um, who's going to read the contract with you? And because I'm in the business, I know the incentives and have researched the incentives that the builders are actually giving. Um, so when you walk into a builder with me or an agent, right? They're, they should know. And you're going to know up front as a buyer, uh, they're giving away this, this, and this. You're not going to have to renegotiate that because believe it or not, some salespeople at the builder's office, they don't offer all the incentives. Yeah, I know. And the other thing is the price is what the price is. So they've already built in the price right. to pay us. Yep. So they, they can't go and say, oh, it's $300,000. I want you to take nine grand off the price. Yeah. They're, they're, they don't do it. That's the biggest thing is like the builders, if they did that, then they would be lowering the price of that home, let's say $10,000. And if the next client comes in after them that has a real estate agent that goes to buy a home, that created a comp for the community. Yeah. And a comp means that that's a most recent sale in the community that tells an appraiser what homes are worth there. So if they lowered that sales price, then they would be ruining future sales. Right. So it's already built into the sales price. You would be going unrepresented. And if you've ever tried to read one of those contracts, even I'm in the business, I'm like, they're, I mean, they're usually like, what, 25 pages? At least. Yeah. It's and from confusing. state to state, Yeah. they're different. Yeah. So I can tell you from the other states I'm licensed in, some of the contracts are over 75 pages long. Oof. So, and if you miss one paragraph, or one line in a paragraph, your deposit as a buyer on new construction can be gone. That is what's crazy to me is number one, it's like, do you think the contracts are written to protect the builder or yeah. the buyer? And then the fact that you have to write a deposit and they're in, in the contract that yeah. nobody reads, it'll say it's non-refundable. Yeah. So they're def you don't think having a real estate agent by your side to help you read all that stuff and you guys know what to look for and it's just, I feel like buyers think that they'll get a discount as yeah. if they'll lower the sales price. And it's like, no, that, that, that would be ruining the rest of the sales for the community. That's correct. And it, it doesn't, uh, you have no advantage not having an agent. Um, here's the catch. Most builders will require, if you're looking at new construction, that your agent is with you the first time you walk into the model. Oh, interesting. If you don't walk in with the agent and you register... Uh, when you want to pursue purchasing that property and you say, I have an agent, 
most builders, not all, most will say that's great, but the agent wasn't here when mm. you first looked at the property, so you have, you have no representation. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they won't pay me unless I go in with the client the very first time. Wow. But you know, for me, I, I'm full service. I, yeah. I wanted to take my client out. I want to look at the property. I want to ask some questions like, hey, what do you think about this kitchen? Hey, what do you think, especially when, when, the, when, they're, you, when you go to a property, a community, and they got some homes where the sticks are still going up, you know, the two-by-fours are going up, mm -hmm. and, and I've had guys, uh, men and women, that are in the business. They're contractors from other states, whatever, and they walk in, and they go, dude, I would never buy this home. <laughs> and then I've had others walk in and go, oh my gosh, they use two-by-sixes instead of two-by-fours on the exterior walls, and that's exciting to see with clients yeah. and then have them get excited. But if you're by yourself, most times are not. The salesperson isn't going to say, hey, go down to lot 42 right. where they're just putting up sticks. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. And it doesn't sense. cost you as a buyer anything. Yeah. I mean, think about that. And same in resale for the most part. I was going to say, I mean, uh, that's probably another question I get is how much do I have to pay an agent to help me buy a home? Yeah. It's traditionally the seller offers a commission to the buyer's agent, and but yet we're working at uh, for the best interest of the buyer. It's just that our commission comes from the seller because they take it off the proceeds of the home. Now I can tell you that there are other situations where I will be working with a buyer and they're promising me or offering me a certain commission or a certain amount of money to represent them. So it's coming directly from the buyer. There are those cases and that usually happens with investors or it happens with people that are going to, um, uh, families are going to put 25, 30% down and they want to negotiate the actual sales price. They'll offer me my commission and we will strategically write an offer that benefits both parties at that point in time so that the seller doesn't feel taken advantage of and the buyer's paying the commission. But 95% of the time it's paid for by the seller. So it's, it's no money out of the buyer's pocket. Yeah. I mean, and so, especially if you're buying your first house, it's like you have that agent that represents you and you don't, you're not having to pay for it. That's a big deal. And you just mentioned that magic phrase that sometimes gets me excited and sometimes keeps me awake <laughs> at night as first time home buyers. I love working with first time home buyers, but as a first time home buyer, you've got to understand that the internet is a great tool. But if every time I had a headache, I went to the internet and asked why I have a headache, I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be alive today. I'd have brain tumors <laughs> and my head would have exploded. Yeah. So you have to get your information from a viable source and build a relationship. Whether you work with me or another agent, build a relationship with the agent. Make sure that you're always on the same page. Make sure that your communication uh, suits your wants and needs. If you want to be text, then and you're working with somebody that doesn't know how to text, yeah. it's probably not going to work for you. I know these are kind of basic things that we talk about all the time, yeah. but not every agent is created equal and not right. every lender is created equal. Right. So you've got to find that, that magic sauce, I call it, where everyone is, is uh, working at the same pace and working mm -hmm. on the same level. Yeah, and that can clearly articulate the pros and cons of either the home or the loan that we're writing for you because I've seen it a lot with a lot of these these people relocating to DFW. You know, I'll, I'll just speak from a lending standpoint. Actually, t this morning, we had a client who we had pre-qualified. We had sent them an estimated payment chart based on this property he was looking at here in McKinney. And they emailed back and they took a screenshot of what Zillow was estimating you went to Zillow and you typed in the address. I'm sorry, the Zillow thing just fries me all the time. They typed in the address and they were like, but Zillow said the payment is this and it's looking at the exact address of the house that they're looking at. So it's kind of like, 
do I trust Zillow or do I trust Denise? I mean, and, yeah. and the thing is, is when you looked at it, it was the property taxes and the homeowner's insurance that made up the difference between what we were proposing and what Zillow was proposing. And the truth is, it's not about what I'm proposing or Zillow is. We went to the county records and looked up the property taxes specific for that home based on the county. It's not my opinion or Zillow's. And guess what? At the end of the day, when you close on the home, that's how every escrow officer is going to set up your property taxes is based on what the county is going to charge you. But that was the difference. And it was a $400 a month difference. Okay. So it's like, that's a big discrepancy of going online and being like, but, but could they get me a $400 cheaper payment? It's like, no, they just don't know. They're just using probably an average tax rate and property taxes vary not only from city to city, but from state to state. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, it's a big difference. Well, from, from neighborhood to neighborhood. Uh, yeah. So if you're in one part of Frisco or one part of Plano uh, in the same county, you're gonna, you could be paying, most likely you will be paying a different uh, yeah. property tax depending on the school tax and if there's a mud tax or there's a, a PID and there, mm -hmm. there's so many mm -hmm. moving parts. Um, man, you, you, when you say Zillow, it gets me cranked. <laughs> why? Tell me, the world, why does it cranked. get you cranked? <laughs> because um, I won't go into the whole history of Zillow, but I hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Estate Talk. And remember, this is part of a five-episode series where Denise Donahue, the mortgage nerd, and I sat down, spent a couple hours, and just openly unscripted talk about the real estate market here in the Dallas, Texas area. If you missed an episode or just want to revisit an episode, check the descriptions for the links. If you have questions for me or Denise, check the description. There are links so that you can reach us directly or you can always leave a comment. And if you found this information helpful, click subscribe and the bell so you're alerted every time I upload another video. Until next time, my friends, make it a great day.